This Easter will be like no other due to the COVID-19 pandemic as we celebrate this great feast in our homes and not in our parishes. But why should it be any different? Maybe it's time to reflect on the true meaning of Easter. And to do just that, we'll speak to Redemptorist priest, Father Patrick Mastang. Hi, good to be back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home, which is produced in collaboration with the Catholic Research Centre in Kuala Lumpur. My name is Kachang Kevin and my co-host today is Mark Darren Lee. Hi, Mark. Hey, hi, Kevin. Hi, Uncle Pat <laughs> or Father Pat. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, Mark, can you remind our viewers where else can they watch this uh, podcast? Not just on yeah. Facebook, but also where else can they get us? Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, again, thank you again for following us on Facebook, Catholics at Home. But don't forget to click the like button, follow us, or at the same time, go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Yeah, you see the buttons below. And also go to Spotify, search for us, and, and follow the stream in Spotify. All right, great. And uh, as, as mentioned earlier, our guest speaker for today on the show is Father Patrick Masang. Now, Father Pat, we've had a lot of appreciative comments from our viewers thanking you for your creative suggestions in our earlier show about how we can prepare our homes for Holy Week and Easter. Just wondering, have you always been a creative person or shall I say an artistic person since you're good at singing? All my life. All right. And what is uh, any inspirations uh, throughout the family in the house, maybe? Well, I mean, my, I've got a very creative family that take it to a different level also. It depends on the occasion. So we do our best. <laughs> All right. Great. Okay. Now, Father Pet, to reflect on the true meaning of Easter, uh, maybe you can start by telling us why do we call it Easter? Why do we call it Easter? Well, as you know, that word is not found in the Bible at all. Really? No wow. Really not found or even mentioned in the Bible. Well, that name seems to go back to pre-Christian or pre-Christianity, to a goddess of fertility that had a name derived from there in England. And it was celebrated during the first Sunday after the first moon in spring. Key point is in the solar year, the spring equinox. And I think the Catholic Church does not formally call it Easter, but rather the Pasch or the Paschal Mystery. Okay? The word derived from the Aramaic word for Passover. But you go back to the origins by the Anglo-Saxons, they simply denoted it by the phenomenon that took place in Easter when there was life back on the earth. So Easter was supposed to symbolize new life after the cold winter. Yeah. Thanks, Father Pat. I mean, uh, does, does Easter have any connection with the great feast of the Jewish Passover? Oh, yes, it does. It takes its, its whole origins and meaning because during this time of the year, the Jewish people will recall the, the liberation in the Old Testament when God wanted to free and he brought plagues to the people. 
and then also the death of the firstborn and the Pharaoh. They were in slavery and they pleaded to God for help. And God heard their cry. Led by Moses, they went through the Red Sea, this whole exodus from slavery to liberation. So every time in this time of the year, these people, these Jewish people, will recall the exodus and they call it Passover from slavery to liberation. They do it by recalling a meal before that, right? The sacrificial lamb, the lamb, the unblemished lamb. They had to hurry and have that meal and then run for their lives. And also, if you recall, as we entered Holy Week, it's at this time of the Passover that Jesus himself comes to the synagogue to do the Jewish rituals of the Passover. And the man from Galilee, they knew who he was. They welcomed him as the king. You know, this whole shouts of Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save us, please save us, please save us. They wanted to crown him as the new king. And so, yeah, when he entered Jerusalem, the next few days leading to, to Thursday, it's the things that he did during the Passover festival that caused his death when he went like any ordinary Jewish person he went into the synagogue and he found the people trading there he cleansed the temple he shouted at them and he said don't turn my father's house into a den of thieves and gamblers and all sorts of things and then he said this temple will one day know us and everything will crumble. And he says, destroy this temple. And in three days, God will raise it up. He was talking about himself, right? So it goes back to the Jewish Passover. And remember, yesterday, Thursday, we celebrated, we celebrated uh, the Passover or Holy Thursday. And it was... Jesus reenacting the whole thing for his disciples, his last, giving it a totally new meaning. That at the end of the day, when many years pass, we realize that he is actually the sacrificial lamb offered for the world, for our sins, for our liberation. It's our path over also because from death to life. So it's so connected with the Jewish Passover. Jesus is our Passover. His whole resurrection at Easter from death to life saves us. I think, Father Pat, it's very interesting that you mentioned about the plagues and, you know, ancient Israel, the plagues in Egypt. And in some ways, you know, what we're experiencing right now as we celebrate uh, this, this time is, you know, we have the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, we want to be free of it and we want to be saved from it, especially. There's a lot of fear out there. And how can we celebrate at a time like this? Well, with great restrictions, as I would say. <laughs> but remember, after the resurrection, the people felt the same way, I think, in the, in the way we do. They were all indoors. They had to stay at home because 
not the virus, not, not Corona that was out there. It was the Romans, the Roman authority, the soldiers that were in search of his disciples to kill them because they wanted to silence Jesus. His whole movement, his whole discipleship, they said, your hero is gone. Time for the disciples also to die. And so everyone hid themselves behind closed doors. They locked themselves. They disguised themselves. And everyone stayed at home the way we are staying at home. So afraid of this virus. But for them, it was the Romans. So that the whole Easter week, they, they were really, 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 really scared to death. And that's why when Jesus appeared, he knew what they felt. And his greetings to them was, peace be with you. And he breathed on them life. It's like no spring coming again. Yeah. And we doubt all these things. He walks with us at this time. So I'm very confident that we will get over, over this in his time. <laughs> yeah. So also, how, how has it been like for, for you, Father Pat, in the past uh, couple of days, in the past four days, I mean, uh, leading up to Easter? Well, in the past four days has been very trying because if we were preparing for Holy Week, I've had but four funerals to perform. Wow. They are my friends. Like today's funeral was, was very heart-wrenching for me because today is the day of the crucifixion. And so I spoke to the family. You see, we can't bring the body into the church because the church is closed. We have to use our funeral parlor. And we yeah. can't bring anything into the funeral parlor also. So the hearse was parked right in front of the chapel. Clement's chapel. And then I had to greet the family, the grieving family. And I said, let us remember uh, the repentant thief that said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And if we are really close to Christ, today is the day for everyone who passes away, who believes in goodness, who believes in love, who believes in God, Jesus remembers them. So I told the, the family around and they said, let's take heart in these words that Peter is now with the Lord, with, with these words. That's our faith. And I've got to do another funeral soon uh, of a little child, uh, stillborn, eight months. And it's hard to preach about the resurrection because the mother is so distraught because she couldn't believe that, you know, a few days ago the child was, was healthy and suddenly there was no heartbeat. And so we're going to have a, a very simple ceremony. We've asked, he's a, from the Rangers camp. He's going to ask the, the people there to make a, a nice small little, little box to put the child in. Have the blessing and have all whatever rites and whatever prayers are necessary to console the family. Yeah, it's been very trying. In, in, in that sense. But we've lived in community and so I've got a great support from my community. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, this is the time when our faith really, we need to really be uh, rooted in our faith. You know, trying times, like you said, death and also with the circumstances that we, we can't have a normal or usual uh, way we we bury mm -hmm. people and, and have a funeral mass and all that. It's quite difficult, I'm sure, and for you. So I guess, uh, Father Pat, you know, there's a lot of things we can learn uh, as this pandemic is showing us Catholics, not just Catholics, but as human beings, you know, 
probably what lessons can we take that is uh, related to our faith? Well, I look at this whole pandemic thing and I look at family life and the home. That's our sacred space now. It has become our home. It has become our sanctuary. It has become our sacred space. And this whole lovely saying, there's no place at home. The home finally protects us. And we are called in this season to look at family life, at our relationships. What have we done? If Easter is springtime and new life, what new life have we brought into the family amidst the quietness, stillness, the fellowship, the meals, the cleaning, the cleansing, the working together, the telling of stories. I think it's such a beautiful moment, especially for Catholics. It's a wonderful time that we take in prayer and to treasure really our homes, to make it a place of, of solitude, of, of unity, of love, of everything that is positive. And I think that's something I treasure. Like for us, we are, because we can't come to the church, it's, it's closed. We spend so much time in our community. Our meals have become such sacred and wonderful moments. I'm sure the same for all of you. We've watched a live streaming of masses and prayers and gone live streaming. I think it has built our spiritual life in wonderful ways. And everyone is sending beautiful messages in this whole Holy Week. It has done wonderful things to our spiritual life. And I'm glad good has come out of it. We took home and family for granted and the old people that we must care for. I've seen volunteers taking such risks and reaching out in the moments when they can come out of their homes to make sure that the old people in the BECs have enough to eat, they're catered for, they're not alone, that healthcare is so important. So a lot of good has come out of it. Yes. I can't hear. I think something is wrong with the, with the audio now. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Ah, my okay. side. <laughs> Your but, side, uh, yes, Mark. Yeah. Yes. Every year we welcome uh, new, uh, our new brothers and sisters to our faith uh, during Easter and through baptism. I mean, and this year, like what you mentioned previously, they have to wait, you know what I mean? And a lot of them were going through a lot, the whole eight or nine months in terms of preparation. Uh, so do you have any message or any reflection for them uh, during this period? Yeah. You see, in the instant prayers in the liturgy, it says in this moment, we wait in joyful hope. And that's so wonderful. And the church in the liturgy also describes Lent as a joyful season because good news is coming. So for our elect, those that are going to be baptized, it's, it's perseverance. It's a walking in faith that God will have a plan. And I think it makes them stronger knowing that the community is always praying for them because this is our extended family because they're going to enrich us Every church, the whole entire church grows in Easter like spring. New members come into the fold. I think at the time it's going to be such great rejoicing. And I told my creative team, I said, for the homecoming, we are going to decorate the whole church. All the trees will have a beautiful 
yellow ribbons begin to dangle from the ceiling, these beautiful big hearts and the names of all our BEC groups. We're really going to have a rousing welcome and we finally open the church door. It's going to be springtime and Easter for all of us. It's really going to happen. I think it's going to be a, a lovely moment to come back to our second home. <laughs> We've got a lot of ideas about creativity. We are going to start work very soon. Yeah, I'm sure many will uh, can't wait for that to happen. But uh, just right now, as we are in the Easter Triduum uh, for the pet, uh, how is this different for you this year, personally? Personally, it has been more a time of prayer and longing to be with the community again. Longing to preach, to sing with them, to listen to their stories. It has been also very prayerful for me. Uh, and very challenging because there are certain things that we can't do, the needs of the people that, that, that we can't cater for. And that is really, really, really frustrating. But as they say, life goes on despite the restrictions. It has been enriching to know of the people that care for us, that come to the house and bring food, and the order from all these restaurants, and we get these wonderful surprises sometimes. You know, we get on my WhatsApp, Father, this is the menu for today. Choose what you want to eat. So it's, it's really a, a very caring community that you know that they don't lose the priests to this to, to Mr. Corona because they know that more than 30 over people, 60 over priests throughout the world have died because of this virus. So they really treasure us. We are like, you know, endangered species. <laughs> it's a good feeling, and it's so nice to be affirmed and reassured, especially. Yes, uh, on Holy Thursday, when, when they write to us and tell us how much they appreciate the priests, bring them the Eucharist, bring them the presence of Christ, and in, with them in all the uh, sorrowful moments, the joyful moments, the glorious moments, all the great events in their lives, we are there with them. And it's so nice to share these moments. There's no other career, there's no other job that journeys with the people. So the whole Paschal ministry, I celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Life, I look at Jesus' life, that every given opportunity, he gave them a God experience. And in his death, in his old dying, when, he's, when he was actually, so scandalous, when he was really naked on the cross, every ego, every pride, it reflects on, on all of us that we got to let go of all these things that are not in God's image and likeness, that are so false that we have to draw to the loving image of Christ and his resurrection. How can I make life something happy for others when they are really down and out? Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that's good about the, uh, the Catholic service of the Easter Vigil is that we begin Mass with darkness. You know, uh, it's not before Mass. The Mass starts with darkness and as we progress into the light. And certainly for us during this time, you know, we feel that we're in darkness and we're heading into that light uh, which is coming. And, you know, hopefully with our faith, we can uh, persevere through that, right? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The darkness is very symbolic, very symbolic of the exodus, the night when they ran. It's symbolic of this moment in the northern hemisphere when light and day are equal and they long for this, the longer days of light. And that's why the candle is brought in to dispel all the darkness 
in the world, in our hearts, in our society, in our sinfulness, that we look at Christ as the light. Christ our life, thanks be to God. All right, Father Pat, I think uh, Mark has an interesting question he wants to ask you. He's been waiting to ask this question the whole show. So, Mark, go for it. Yes. So, I mean, uh, I got, I've got friends, I mean, who've been asking, I mean, he said, uh, they've been asking, like, for example, what has Easter eggs and bunnies got to do with Easter? Because when it, when, when, even when we search, we, we search Easter, the bunnies and all will come out and the Easter eggs. So, how, how do we explain that? Well, it goes back to its origins in spring because bunnies are very prolific they produce they litter you know so much and that's why they are a symbol of spring that they gave birth not to one two or three they can give birth to so many we call it kittens huh? so it's the bunny the bunnies are representative of fertility and in the old folklore there was this story of the bunny dressed as a judge that brought eggs, eggs for children, and he hid those eggs, and he would tell the children a good where to find these eggs, these Easter eggs. And also, there was a time when children were discarded in society. They were like second class. They had no place in any function. They were kept somewhere and hidden. And soon when the whole, in time to come, the sanctuaries went on, when children became the center of, of celebration, Easter plays very important uh, emphasis on the role of children. When Jesus said, let the children come. So that's why we, we continue this, this uh, thing about hiding these eggs, you know, in, in, in the garden. So it had its origins also in spring and for children to participate in the spring rite because it's, it's, it's fun and games for them. And they, can really they can really fully participate so, but now father yeah. these uh these eggs are not really eggs they're now uh, chocolates in the form of eggs and you know if we, whatever if we have them the eggs will be for them you can do whatever you want you can put things you can wrap them up you can paint them you can make them as decorations yeah but because it becomes so commercial they become chocolates and sweets and candies yeah you can you and, can make depending how many members how many children, children in your family can hide them and make them search and enjoy this whole rite of spring of new life. And, and if we have too much of them, we'll have to start to flatten another curve that's in the middle of our waist. <laughs> ah, right. That's a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Father Patrick, we're almost running out of time. Thank you so much for the history that you've given us and also those meaningful insights that we can take with us during Easter, especially during this, this time, these challenging times, especially, and also like to uh, offer condolences and sorry for the loss of the families. Uh, for those, like you said, I think you had yeah. about four funerals to do. Uh, so, you know, we certainly will pray for them and pray for everyone, even those coming into the church. Maybe, Father, mm -hmm. as we end, could you lead us in prayer as we end this show? All right. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of the Easter, the gift of the Paschal mystery, the life, death, and resurrection, that we live our life to the fullest, the way you lived it, and you were so life-giving, and that we honor the people also that have gone before us, know those victims of this 
entire pandemic and all the volunteers. We pray that we will experience the peace of the resurrection. Bless everyone listening to this podcast. Bless our families and our church. Strengthen us in the bond of love. We make this prayer to the risen Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, once again, a big thank you to Father Patrick Masang for helping us to reflect on the Easter message as we celebrate this great feast among the surrounding effects of COVID-19. Don't forget to watch our previous shows on Facebook, Catholics at Home Podcasts, and also on YouTube and Spotify. I'm Kachang Kevin, and on behalf of my co-host, Mark Darrelly, and Father Patrick, we wish you a blessed Easter and hope to see you again soon. Goodbye.